there is nothing worse than potential unrealized. We all have things that hold us back. What if we could find a way to get us unstuck? I'm Lachelle Weeby, and I am going to walk alongside you as you make the decision to get unstuck. Tune in as I help you realize that you are not alone, inspire hope, and offer practical solutions to help you step boldly into the life that you are meant to live. Hello, and welcome to episode six of the Unstuck Podcast. And today we are going to talk about the thing that holds so many of us back, the thing that makes so many of us feel stuck, and that is fear. I said it, the big four-letter F word, fear. And this fear might materialize in things like fear of the unknown, or fear of failure, or fear of rejection, or fear of the opinions of others. And all of these things can make a huge impact on our confidence. Now, my friend Katie Cooley has this amazing tagline, and it says that you are always enough and you are never too much. And I want to ask you guys, how many of you have ever felt that way, that you were just too much for some people? Or maybe you just felt like you were not enough for others. Now, that quote from Katie spoke so much to me because I have felt that way most of my life. And in my tradition of getting super vulnerable on this podcast and kind of like shedding light to some things that I don't necessarily feel like I want to, but I know that I need to in order to help other people, I'm going to tell you a little bit about some of the experiences that have shaped me, things that have made me feel stuck, things that have made me feel a very much of a lack of confidence and things that I'm learning to take lessons from in order for me to step boldly into life that I'm meant to live. Now, I think that some of the earliest impacts on my confidence was really just watching people around me. I'm going to give the example of my mom. My mom was somebody that I think is a beautiful woman, but she never, ever wanted her picture taken. And I watched her sometimes being uncomfortable going into different social situations. And so I think that that brought into my awareness very early on a feeling of what it's like to feel like you're not good enough. Now, going into grade school and high school, I grew up in a really small town, and I have to tell you that I graduated with some of the most beautiful women in the world. Like, these girls are stunning. Even though we had a really small class, they were beautiful. And one of the things that I noticed that that I didn't quite measure up to, to their external beauty, and that was something that always kind of held me back a little bit. But one thing that I did have was this drive to do well in school, and... What I noticed, though, early on was that if I were to have my homework done, because it was something that I did, right? Like, it was felt good to get my homework done. And I would have it done in my locker, ready to go. And the rest of the, this class maybe didn't. And they would say, oh, Lachelle will have hers done. So, and kind of tease me about it. And I took that and internalized that as I have to hide the fact that I'm smart. And I have to hide the fact that I have my homework done because that's not the cool thing to do. And I found myself retreating to playing small in order to try to fit in. So you can see this theme of not feeling good enough, but maybe feeling like I'm too much for some people, right? So I can fast forward into my life where I'm now a graduate student. I'm getting my master's degree and I'm in a class of 25 other people, other adults, highly professional people. And one of the things that I found that I loved to do was just dive in and immerse myself into the PowerPoint presentations when we had to deliver them. It wasn't anything to do with me looking a certain way in front of people. It was literally that I just had so much fun creating these PowerPoints. And it was that 
I wanted so much to be of service to other people and really give the other people that I'm presenting to the respect that they deserved that they got my best when I presented and really had nothing to do with me, but really just the fun of it and really wanting to serve other people. Now, one day I had got a call from a classmate and she was very much, I believe, trying to help me. And I believe very much that her intentions were pure, but I will never forget the phone call. So you see, she called me up and she said, hey, Lachelle, you know, just so you know, everybody in class hates you. And you have to stop trying so hard in your PowerPoints because it's making the rest of us look bad. And you guys, like that just broke my heart. And I remember going to class the next day and I didn't talk to anyone because I didn't know if it was truly everyone or if it was a couple people. I didn't know who I could trust. I didn't know how to be me. And I felt like I had to just, again, shrink myself down into a version of myself that's more palatable to other people. I had to dilute myself in order to be accepted by other people. And that kind of just drove in this reconnection of a feeling that I'd had for a long time where I wasn't good enough, that I couldn't be myself, that I had to be someone else in order to be accepted by others, that I was not enough for some people, that I was too much for other people. And I felt lost and I felt like I didn't know where to go or how to be. And it took me a little while to let my guard down again and realize that it wasn't everybody. It was a couple of people and those maybe just aren't my people. But man, at the time it stung and it hurt. And even though I was an adult in my twenties, I still was being, having the face, the fact that, that I'm not going to be accepted by some of my peers. And that was awful. And I think most of my life I've had to be able to try to find that balance of just again, diluting myself down so that I could be accepted by other people so that I'm not too much for other people. But the thing about it is that when I'm passionate, especially passionate about serving other people, I can't help but give my best because I want to be a servant leader. I want to be of service to other people. And then I have to kind of rein it in a little bit. Now, the last example I'm going to give you is an example from a person that I used to be really close to. And this person is no longer a constant in my life and doesn't necessarily know me anymore and definitely does not know the woman that I am growing into. And when I was having a conversation with this person and I remember saying, because things are strained, and I remember saying with complete compassion, do you want things to be like this? And what can we do to change it? And the response that I got back was a very angrily, you just think that you're so perfect and you just think that you're so much better than everyone else. Now you guys felt like literally a dagger going through my heart because this person used to be somebody that I really, really, really was fond of and loved and I still love, still spend them, you know, blessings every day and and wish them well and hope that life is good. But that stuck with me. And it made me feel like I can't be confident, that I can't stand with my shoulders tall because, gosh, I certainly would never want somebody to think that I'm perfect or that I'm better than anyone else because, my goodness, like that's the opposite of how I've always felt. And I was starting to come into my own and I'm starting to kind of live out my life and not dilute myself so much. And then I have this punch in the gut that is reminding me going back to my knees saying, who do you think you are? And what I know now is that this person doesn't know me and this person was coming from their own insecurities. But 
I will tell you that those words stung and those words kept me very much for a long time from standing tall in my truth, from being myself, because I was afraid that other people in seeing my transformation in blossoming and becoming who I am are now going to think of me as somebody that's arrogant or somebody that's too confident. And I wouldn't want that. And so I started to, again, play small. Now, it's definitely not easy for me to let you guys into these little crevices, these hard places, these shadows of my life and who I am and how they've shaped who I think I am. But I can only hope that in doing so and letting my vulnerability show that will show you that all of us struggle. And if any of that resonates with you, know that you're not alone, but there is hope. And together we can walk through this and get out of it together. Now, a couple of years ago, I was at a convention that the company that I partnered with puts on. And in one of the breakout sessions, the speaker was Rachel Hollis. And I was in this room full of people that I didn't know. And I remember listening to her from the stage talking about how we have to let our light shine and that we do not have to blow out other people's candles in order for our own to burn brightly. And I remember her encouraging us to be ourselves and to let our light shine and that we are not put on this earth to let that life and that light dwindle away. And I remember being in this room full of people I didn't know, literally biting my lip, trying not to cry because I felt for the first time in my life that someone was giving me the permission to be me, that someone was telling me that I am good enough being who I am and that I'm not too much for the right people and I'm enough for the right people. And it is none of my business what other people think of me, but it is my business to live out the gifts that God has given me and to not put them under a rock, but to live them out and be bright and burn brightly and let my light those of the other people around me. Now, in this speech, she talked about how there are going to be people in our life that do not support us. And what I found was so interesting is that she said that people don't support us most often out of fear. Fear of two things. Number one, that they genuinely believe that we are going to fall on our faces and that they genuinely care enough about us that they're trying to protect us. But all too often, you guys are trying to protect us from what they don't know or understand themselves. It's out of love that they're trying to protect us. But the reality is they don't know what it's like to walk in your shoes. They may be ignorant to what it is that you're pursuing the channel in which you're growing, and they are trying genuinely to protect you, but they just don't know enough to know better. And so you can look at that with compassion. Now, she said that the second reason people often don't support us is out of fear that we are going to leave them behind. Now, you might be in the middle of a transformation. You might be growing and you might be that cocoon that's stretching out into that butterfly and the people around you are not supporting you. And sometimes it's because they are literally fearful that you are going to leave them behind, that you are going to transpose yourself into a new person that no longer has a reason to keep them in your life. Now, we can look at both of these fears, the fear of, you know, that they genuinely think that we're going to fall on our face because they're fearful and they want to protect us, or the fear that we're going to leave them behind. And we can look at them now with compassion instead of anger. 
I can look at these loved ones that are not supporting me out of some compassion that they just don't understand, that they want what's best for me and they just don't understand what that is, or that they're fearful that I'm going to leave them behind. And I can choose to not have anger towards them, but yet compassion. Now, we're listening to this podcast right now because you are not wanting to be stuck anymore. You want to move past this. Now, I can say with genuine sincerity that I am thankful and in gratitude for all of these experiences. You see, if we look for the lessons, if we choose to find the lessons in our hardships, we can turn the hardship into a blessing. And so let's go back to each one of those examples I've given you, and I'm going to share with you how I can Take that and turn it into a lesson. For example, I can take watching other people from when I was very young, including my mom, and I can see the way that she interacts with people, and I can see how that impacted me and my ability to believe in myself, and I can make a decision to project confidence and self-assurance out into the world and model that for my kids. What a blessing for me to have the insight to know what I want to model for them and what I don't. Now, I can look at the high school situations and I can think about how I felt like I needed to kind of play small, play dumb in order to be accepted. And I think that that experience alone has given me the insight of inclusivity. I am overly sensitive to including anybody into whatever I'm doing because I know what it's like to be excluded. I know what it's like to be the outsider. I know what it's like to feel like you're not good enough. And so I go above and beyond in order for me to make other people feel included and special and appreciated and loved. And if I hadn't had those experiences, I would not have the awareness and the sensitivity in order for me to be the blessing for other people that I have been by being so inclusive. Now, the examples of my classmates not liking my efforts towards my PowerPoint presentations or the person that I cared about in my life that told me that I'm just perfect and think that I'm so much better than everyone else. Guys, that hurts. That hurt really, really, really bad. But I have to go back to what I know is true. And if I think about even just as something as simple as, as what scripture can teach us, if I think about what Matthew 5, 15, and 16 say, no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to you and give glory to your Father in heaven. You see, confidence does not need to mean arrogance. In fact, you can have a confidence that is so humble because you know that you are giving all the glory to the person who gave you the talents that you possess. It is up to you to let that light shine. It is up to you to make sure that you are not hiding it, but yet showing the world the gifts that you've been given and giving all the glory to the person who gave them to you. Now, I could certainly have played small my whole life and not put my passion and my effort towards presentations or even doing this podcast, for instance, because I don't want to make somebody think that I'm arrogant or full of myself. But I know my truth. And I know that God has given me the words that I have and the experiences that I have in order to help other people. And it is all from him. None of it is of me. And I know that those PowerPoint presentations and I know that this podcast, for example, is only meant to serve others. In fact, I'm crazy, 
super self-conscious about having any attention on me. And so the fact that I had to even tell people that this podcast existed was an uncomfortable thing because I don't like attention on me. I knew that the glory was not to be given to me. And I knew that the whole motive behind any of it is my passion to serve others. And I have to be confident in that truth. In fact, the definition of confidence is the appreciation of one's own abilities and qualities. It doesn't mean perfection, but it means that you can see that you have certain abilities and qualities that are gifts. Not every part of you is perfect, but you have certain qualities and gifts that you know that you have been given by someone else that you are required to use in order to serve others, in order to be of the most good and service to the whole. Now, maybe this is you. Maybe Katie's tagline speaks to you, that you feel like you have been not enough or too much for other people like I have. And I will tell you that my journey has only just begun, that these things that have played in my head for a long time, these experiences that have shaped who I am, I'm turning them into gifts in order to serve other people. And there was a something that happened to me a couple of years ago that catapulted me on my journey. Now, you might be surprised to know that the first one is actually an external thing. It's that I started to show up in a way that took value in the way that I looked on the outside. And I truly, truly believe that when we feel confident on the outside, when we feel put together, when we you know, are wearing that outfit that makes us feel good, when we feel like our hair is on point, that our skin is clear, that our lipstick looks great, those things that are on the outside can make us feel more confident on the inside. And when we feel confident on the inside, that's when we can show up in this world and that's when we can change the world. It's not just doing what you can to look nice, right? It's more than that. It's actually making the decision that you are worthy enough to spend the time and money on yourself. It means that you've made the decision to invest in yourself whether it be the time that it takes to take care of yourself or the money that it takes to be your best self. Making that decision to put yourself first and making the decision to know that you are worthy of the time and the money is one small step to getting you closer to being confident. Now, a few years ago, I decided to go way, way, way out of my comfort zone and start a business. And it was nothing I'd ever done before. It was nothing that I knew how to do. I didn't have the skills. I didn't have the experience, but I decided to give it a try. And that fear of the unknown and that fear of failure could have easily cropped in and kept me from doing it. But I have to tell you that making the decision, making the choice, using my superpower, right? That's the superpower of choice to decide to bet on myself. Even though I didn't know what was going to happen, and even though I knew that I could easily fall on my face, I made the decision to bet on myself. And that decision alone was a catalyst to starting that as my new norm. Now, with the decision to start this business, I now was basically forcing myself in the direct line of rejection. Holy crap, that is so, so, so scary. But I will tell you that, you know, I've mentioned this before, that I love to read. I love to listen to podcasts and audiobooks and read books and all of the stuff in the personal development space and in order to grow. But I will tell you that nothing, absolutely nothing has been more imperative to my growth than actually doing the things that have scared me. I've learned that I cannot read through to gain an experience. 
I cannot just listen to somebody else's experience and let that be the transformation that I need to actually change. I have to literally do it. There's an amazing book called Fear the Fear and Do It Anyway by Joyce Jeffers. I would highly recommend it. And by doing the things that we're most fearful of, that's when we start to change. That's when we encounter our transformation. And so the fact is, is that I was plagued my whole life with a fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of what others might think. And that is why I felt like I wasn't good enough. And that is why I felt like I was too much. And that is why I was playing small. And that is why I wasn't giving the world of my talents and my gifts because I was fearful of being judged by others. And it wasn't until I started my business and it wasn't until I started to deliberately put myself into the line of rejection that I started to learn the most amazing, brilliant lessons that I will ever learn. The first one being that I wasn't going to die. If somebody didn't want what I had or somebody didn't want to talk to me about wanting to talk about or somebody ignored me, I'm still here. I did not spontaneously combust. I had to put myself in the line of rejection in order to learn that lesson. People say no for so many reasons and most of them have nothing to do with me, but rather their own insecurities. My friend and one of my mentors, Melissa King, shared this with me. She's like, Lachelle, it's not about you. And you have to be able to put yourself aside and you have to be able to look at the service that you can give to others and not get so caught up into the reasons that people say no, because most of the time it has to do with a lack of knowledge on their part or a a lack of security on their part. Or maybe it's just that they don't have the money and they're too embarrassed. Or maybe they're just really, really busy and struggling and they don't have the time to get back to you. It has nothing to do with me. And if it does have to do with me, then they're not my people. And that's okay. As a matter of fact, I now know who my true friends are. And I now have a tribe of other amazing supportive people who have only come into my life through this business. I've learned the people that are going to be there for me. And that is an amazing gift in itself. I've also learned that I am more powerful just by showing up every day and not giving up. And you know what's even more amazing is that I'm modeling that for my kids. I'm modeling them because they get to see me showing up every day, even when it's hard, even when I'm getting rejected, even when it doesn't feel good, and even when I don't feel like it. And they're learning these skills because they're watching me. I'm also learning, you guys, that I have skills inside of me that I didn't even know I had. This business, me putting myself into this vulnerable situation is changing me in a way that nothing in my entire life has ever changed me. I am seeing that I'm capable. I am seeing that I have supportive people around me. I am seeing that other people have their junk. I'm seeing that I'm capable of more. I'm seeing that I am more powerful, more resilient, more strong than I ever realized I was. And it's not from reading books and it's not from listening to podcasts, but it's from doing. It is by putting myself into the situations that scared me. I'm learning to face the fear of failure, face the fear of the unknown, face rejection, face the opinions of others because I'm putting myself into the line of fire and I'm proving to myself that I am capable of more, that I am capable of surviving it and that I am capable of bringing other people along with me so that they can live out their potential. You guys, we are not made to put our light under a rock. We are made to be here, to show up. We are made to 
not just survive, but thrive. And if you feel like you have a lack of confidence, just know that I've been there too. I've shared with you reasons why. But I know that God has given me certain gifts and he will not continue to give gifts if I am not using the ones he's given me. You are beautiful. You are capable of more. I want you to stand up tall. I want you to stand up proud. I want you for this week's question to ponder, to think about what are the gifts that you need to acknowledge and appreciate? What are the gifts that you have to be proud of, to stand tall? And remember that confidence does not need to equal arrogance. It is not arrogant when you do not take credit for the gifts, but you give thanks for the gifts that have been given to you. And you are giving praise and being a good steward to the creator when you were using the gifts that you've been given, not hiding them under a lamp. As Katie would say, you are always enough and you are never too much and you are put in this world to do amazing things. I believe in you and I now believe in me. And together we can make a difference. So let's get out there and do it. Now, don't forget to hit subscribe so that you don't miss any of this awesomeness. And I will see you here next week as we discover ways to get ourselves unstuck and walk together in order for all of us to step boldly into the life that we are meant to live. Now, enjoy our imperfect outtakes. Bye. Now, you guys, that felt like literally genuine, sincere sincerity. Come, 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 come.